For the last 20 years, F1 for Help has been perfecting the art of computer repair. To get your computer repair done right the first time, give Joe at F1 for Help a call at 208-687-0183. In an article published in Inc. Magazine titled, Target is beating Amazon and Walmart in a big way with this simple strategy, written by Jason Atten. He wrote, Target can't compete with Walmart or Amazon, at least not on an overall scale. It's simply not large enough. Walmart has a much larger brick-and-mortar footprint. Amazon is obviously a bigger player online. Both generate far more revenue. What Target has, however, is a loyal following that any company would envy. That's largely the result of the way the company has built a brand as a place people like to shop. I don't know anyone that says, oh, let's go to Walmart. Amazon, on the other hand, has focused on trying to eliminate the friction associated with online shopping by making two-day and, in some cases, one-day shipping the default expectation through its Prime membership. Still, no one gets excited about Amazon. My wife, on the other hand, would consider a trip to Target a perfectly acceptable date night. What Target has managed to do is take that same level of customer loyalty and translate it to a world where people haven't been spending nearly as much time in the stores. It's not a new strategy, but in some ways, it's remarkably simple. Here's the entire strategy summarized in seven words. Be the most convenient place to shop. In many cases, at least to its customers, Target was already the coolest place to shop. Now it wants to be the most convenient. Largely, that has meant introducing options like same-day delivery, which is faster than two-day shipping, by the way, order pickup, and even drive-up pickup. Using usage of these services is up over 270% compared to last year. Today, Phil and I will discuss the Target example as it might relate to your business. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Business Buffet. Hey, Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm <clears throat> juggling four different windows, so I make sure I'm ready to go with this topic. I'm doing great. A little sad. Summer's kind of on the downside a little bit. I'm yeah. a little sad that I'm wearing long pants today all day, and it's 85 degrees out there. I'm a little sad about that. You know, I didn't even notice you were wearing pants. Because <laughs> I've asked you not. Just keep your eyes up here, Ed. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's the glare. I can't, I, you know, once you walk into the room, I really can't see anything else. Yeah, yeah, I come in, I'm like, can I flip the light on? It's like, well, I prefer you didn't, but if you have to, I guess I could be blind. Let me get my glasses. You know, this is my favorite time of year. The, the end of summer leading into 
football fall. season. Yeah, I really love the cooler temperatures. I, I also like it when the tourists leave. I love living in a tourist town, don't get me wrong, but I love when the tourists leave. How many tourists have come here to this town this year? I, I think it's about normal. I don't. It can't be normal. I'm sure it's not normal. You know, it it, it kind of looks normal. It, yeah, I think it might be more uh, people that live here out on the water than in other years because lack of tourists. Well, except you know, you go downtown and you you drive around and you see all the license plates from other huh, states. Good point. Yep. You know, I was I was driving to Rotary here this morning, and the car in front of me was from Washington. Well, that's kind of normal. I mean, yeah. they're, they're right here, right across the street. You know, you would expect Montana and Washington because honestly, you can almost throw a football and hit both. Um, but then there's California, there was Oregon, there was a Wyoming. Well, those are the people moving here. Yeah, those they are, <laughs> and they are they're moving not, here. They're not visiting it. They're going to be here. No, no, they're going to be new ha- new taxpayers and happy about the two thousand new houses that are going up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, what did you think of that article I I read? It was really interesting. I you know I love looking at case studies, and this is kind of a case study on how a retail gosh would we call target a juggernaut yes i i would definitely put them in the category of a juggernaut yeah so a retail juggernaut that really caught the nation by storm i look i lean on the females in my life to keep me abreast of all the great new stores coming up and a lot of them were very excited when target came into town i guess you kind of have to have the female to keep abreast Where's the rim shot? Have you got it lined up? I don't think you do. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but um, so watching how they've actually made some mistakes in the last couple three years. Really, mistakes. Yeah. What what sort of mistakes <clears throat> would the castle of female shopping make? Well, they went into Canada with a really wrong impression on how they're going to sweep through Canada. Well, cons- considering that Canada has the population of what California, and yet the geographical location <laughs> gonna, of North America, it I was seems like say right, yeah. except for you know a hundred times. The yeah, size. I mean that that's kind of dumb anyway, right? Well, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Businesses make mistakes. People that are running businesses makes mistake. They make mistakes, and I think Target kind of they made a mistake, and they were losing uh, market share here in the states. Look, there are a lot of brick and mortars that are losing market share here in the States. What are they doing? Well, in that article, it talks about some of Target's strategic planning. By the way, before all of this COVID stuff happened, all of these changes were in the works. Well, right. I mean, they've been kind of revamping the store. Now, I don't want to, go, I don't want to let this be unsaid. I, I actually only read a small portion of the article. It wasn't it, that long an article. It wasn't that long, but it was, there's a bunch of other stuff that I left off. I read, I read the part that I felt was most applicable to what we would be talking about today. But I think Jason did a fabulous job. So if you're not subscribing to Inc. Magazine, I get no kickbacks. There's no affiliate relationship. It's a magazine that I read every single month. I, I follow their blog site. They've got great articles. I just want to make sure and say that content was solely written by Inc. Magazine, and I'm sharing it for you. This episode of the Business Buffet was not brought to you no. by Inc. Magazine. And we're never going to get them as a customer, darn it. Well, we, not we, we maybe could, as a customer. Maybe, but well, yeah. there's a sponsor. Yeah, so. who knows? But, you know, I felt that the topic of the article was kind of interesting because how many times do you feel 
Phil. <laughs> say that one. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been doing exercise. Simple Sally Seashell. So I've been, how many times have you felt, Phil? Well. Like the big guys were just so insurmountable. They were something that you just couldn't take down. And and look at this situation. This is like David versus Goliath. You know, it's funny. And and I I think we talked about this a week or two ago about Yahoo. Twenty years ago, who in their right mind would say anyone is gonna compete with Yahoo? I, I did. <laughs> well I, I, I didn't think Yahoo would have it, but that's well, okay, that's so, why I don't have a billion dollars because well, I told them no. So what we're talking about the Look, we live in a society of sheep, so most people thought Yahoo is the king and no one will ever touch them. And, oh, there's Google, right? And who knows, in this day and age, who's successful now? Who is the market king, the category king, that they can't get knocked off that pedestal? Well, it's interesting. You bring up Yahoo and Google because there was a technological difference. I mean, when we created the the yahoo search engine we were we were trying to retrieve results in less than 10 seconds that was <laughs> that, that was the measurement um so you get a, uh, 10 seconds now you you'll get booed off yes right. right people yeah. are gone you know google yeah. came on the market and they had a technological advantage you, you know stylistically sure yeah they were plain jane there wasn't much to them but as far as the search results nuts and bolts it wasn't like the difference aesthetically between walmart and target there's there's a very clear aesthetic difference between these two stores personally i felt target was making a mistake by adding groceries to the shopping experience because i i felt that they they started to dilute their overall competitive market advantage and that's one of the that's absolutely one of the things that businesses sometimes can get caught up in right it's like they see so target sees walmart doing so well but they have the groceries they have the food and target didn't have that except for some of the dry goods and canned goods they didn't have the frozen aisle and the fresh vegetables and things like that so why would you go after a monumental Walmart, right? Well, you know, I, I guess what happens is like, so you're in your small business. You're sitting listening to us today. Let's pretend you're a landscaper. I, I'm going to I'm gonna actually ter- tell a story that I didn't even write in my notes. Well, hang on. Hold on. You right there. Careful. There's a red light coming up. Is okay. there? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Just want to make sure that guy saw it. Good. So the... Um, I got you off your You did. So um, let's say that you're a landscaper and you you started out just mowing lawns and your customers kept asking for sprinkler work, but you didn't do sprinkler work and you especially didn't do backflow checks. So you had to hire somebody else. Well, the, everybody that you call to hire, they also do landscaping. And you were losing about 15% of your customers because you're using a guy to do the essentials that your customers are asking for that's just taking your customers. So eventually you spread your wings and you bring in sprinklers and backflow protection. And, and, and before long, you're now in, in over your head. You're financially committed to something that goes beyond what you had originally planned. In your core culture. In your core yep. culture. Yep. Um, what Target is doing is they completely revamped the layout of their store 
to try to keep up with the big guys. And personally, I think that was a mistake, although this article is saying it wasn't a mistake. Well, what went with that were some other moves. Okay, right? Like? We had, well, some online sales that actually could deliver quicker than Walmart or even Amazon. Yeah, I mean, they were able to do the, you know, drive up and we'll hand it through your window. They, you know, you don't even have to get out of your car. I mean, this is like such fat guy friendly shopping. (laughs) Or mom bringing their kids to the store. Or mom bringing their kids. I mean, that's huge. I mean, you think about, so we're in Northern Idaho. In Northern Idaho, I don't know if you folks who are thinking about moving here from California, we get a bunch of snow. Three feet last year. And it went up until... April. Yeah. So there's a lot of ice. It's very slippery. You don't want to move here because it's dangerous. You'll break a hip and you'll die. There's my Idaho PSA. <laughs> Thank you. But my wife and I, we don't go to the grocery store when it's icy out. I don't let her go to the grocery store when it's icy out. Fred Meyer, they have the, the little stops you pull up mm-hmm. to, the little, little numbers you call and they bring them out to you. Yep. They're the ones crossing the ice, not me. Yeah. And I think Target was wise in doing that. I don't know that Walmart has followed suit yet, have they? I, not that I'm aware of. Um, the other thing I was going to say is is what Target did was uh, kind of uh, reestablish some of their brick and mortars. They spent spent billions of dollars in putting stores in more urban areas in a smaller footprint, so that they could be closer to their customers. You know, I, I just took a trip back to Portland here a month ago to set up a virtual classroom for a, for a client. You know, I lived in Portland for a dozen years. I, I really knew the area well. And I was just driving around, checking out the old neighborhood. And I was a bowler. I don't know if you knew this. I was, I was a professional bowler I don't, for, I, for about that long. I did see you bowl once. I, you know, I was a professional bowler for about this long. Next day you could Long walk. enough just to get my card. And then I, I got into barbershop. But that's another, another podcast entirely. One of the bowling alleys that I went to is now a Target. Is that right? It's a tiny little building. And, you know, the way bowling alleys are opened up, you, you walk in and then there's all the lanes. They're laid out. Yep, this, this bowling alley is now kind of like a micro Target. But doesn't that make sense? Totally. Because there are brick-and-mortar stores that are dropping like flies. There are uh, malls that are someday going to be a parking garage maybe for the autonomous cars. I don't know. But these places are going out of business. They need, they need new companies, strong companies coming to replace them. Target would be considered an anchor tenant, right? Uh, you know, I would think so. And you know, the idea. And I like to shop at Target. Yeah, I don't you, mind Target. You know, I'm I'm one of those odd guys. I I kind of I kind of like to shop, and and I've always viewed Target as kind of like. The, you know, the upscale Walmart, if you will. Well, I, I think that's a really good description. You know, I, <laughs> where I came from, this is horrible. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get hammered for this one. Sorry. <laughs> Just make sure and address it to Ed when, when you're filing the complaint on this one. I didn't shop at Walmart much because I don't know how to speak Spanish. There you go. And, and uh, at least the, most of the, yeah, that's right, most of the Walmarts in the area where we were, you, you, Spanish was the primary language. And I, I didn't speak, and I'm not being facetious. I'm, it, it, this is a true, true story. I this walked is in, about convenience, is it not? It is. This I walked episode, in to check out, and, and the woman at the counter didn't speak English. Yeah. 
It's like, how do I converse with you? I don't speak Spanish. She doesn't speak English. And I thought, that's an inconvenience. Isn't that kind of odd to hire somebody? But I digress. So I kind of got out of Walmart. Well, I understand the Walmart we have here is pretty nice. Yeah. they Look, we must be growing here. They've got superstores like two in a five-mile radius. Do they? Maybe oh, I guess. Seven. Well, I guess, yeah, there's one in Post Falls yeah. and one here. I mean, it's amazing how close those are. They are. They are. So well, so let's identify this, because on the first half, I, I wanted to focus in on Target and their brand and what they're doing right. But Phil, what would you say is Target's brand? Okay, so if I'm thinking branding, it's the, it's the bullseye. But I don't think that's what you're asking. No, no. It's kind of like if, if uh, you're asking your wife, I'm, you know, I'm going go, to go shopping for Christmas for you. Where do you want me to get your gift? So Target, to me, is, like you said, the elevated Walmart. They have created, I think, 44 of their own micro brands, have they not? Something like that? Uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they got, especially in the kitchen area, they do, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, so they've got these micro brands, and starting with the, what are they, the newest one is the Gather... Uh, I, I can't find it now, but uh, so they've got the, the brands that they run through their store only. Now that's, that's exclusive. So if you like those brands, you're coming into target for me, it's light, it's clean looking. It may not be clean, but it's the perception of clean. So I think that's part of what target's brand is. Uh, it's an easy place to shop. Well, and I think that's it. You know, if I was to say what is their brand, it, it is location consistency. You walk into a Target. That is Ted Tosterud calling. <laughs> shout out to Ted. Ted. Shout out to Ted. Hey, the reason Ted. Ted's calling is because you know, Ted butt dialed him just yeah, before we went off. That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey Ted, I love you, brother. Um, I'm going to have to mute the phone right now. So. <laughs> You know, Target, you walk, you walk into a Target anywhere, and it's laid out exactly the same. It's a rare case where you see a Target that is not laid out identical to the other one. And, and I, I always viewed that as their brand. I know exactly where to go to get the things I expect to get. It's no different. Honestly, it's no different than a McDonald's. It's no different than a Sears. Back when Sears, back when Sears was, was still alive, a right? Company, yeah. But these places that, and that is a part of your brand, is is uh, look. McDonald's makes no bone; they make no apology. Every McDonald's and everywhere around the world, same hamburger, same location, same, same this, same that. You know what to expect. And so, what you're talking about is you go into a Target. You know what to expect when you walk in the door. If you go straight, you're going to get down to home goods. If you take a left, you're going to get to the grocery. If you go all the way back in the corner, you are going to get your seasonal fun stuff. That's right. All of the electronics and stuff. Okay. So then let's wrap it up here. What does Target do right? Well, I believe that they have done a couple things right. They have really started to hone in on their own employees for one thing. We've talked about that before. Happy employees lead to happy customers, yeah? Mm -hmm, we have. So, but another thing they did right, did you know that 90% of their online sales are for, 
actually fulfilled by its store as opposed to distri- distribution centers, which require long, like longer shipping times. I did not know that. 90% of their, I have to say it again, 90% of their online sales are fulfilled by their extra stores. And it goes back to the same thing. So they don't have a distribution center. Right. They, when you order online, you're ordering it from a store that's closest to you. So it's sh- basically shipped local. Right. Because it's already there. Okay. And so this goes back to their putting the smaller footprint stores into urban areas closer to customers that they don't mind making that online purchase and drive, driving 15 minutes to go pick it up. Probably, like you said, drive it up, drive up, they hand it to you, off you go. How convenient is that? That's super convenient. I mean, that's really convenient. Now, I, I do have to give one complaint just because I, I've always hated the parking lots at Target. I really don't like the way they design the parking lots. But you and I are completely different on now, this. Th- you know, this comes from a guy who's got a heart problem and I can't walk that far. So I'm always looking at this a little differently. By the time you take in the handicapped spot and the fact that the door is at the corner of the building, you, you kind of have to walk about 100 yards, 150 yards before you get in the door. But see, I, I use this as an advantage. Um, Shelly will wait a good five or 10 minutes before a, a spot opens up near the front of the, of the store. I park all the way back. I'm in the parking spot in the store, make my purchase out faster than most people can get in and out because I park way away and I'm getting my steps in. There you go. You're getting your steps in. But well, we're all different though. That's you know, but why. yeah, I, I agree. Target is doing a lot of things, right? They do have a clean store. You know exactly where the bathroom is. When you want a break, they've got their nice little key dunks in there. I love their popcorn. I, you know, they've got coffee. Although I, are they, are they Still switching out Star- to Starbucks? I, th- I think so. I think they're switching out to Starbucks and I have a, I have a political problem with Starbucks, but from that standpoint, it, it's irrelevant. So I think Target is doing a lot of things right. But after the break, we're going to discuss how to take the Target idea and apply it to your business. But First, a big thank you to our sponsor, F1 for Help. You know, long before Joe at F1 for Help was a sponsor of this program, Joe was my go-to guy for computer-related issues and the person I shared contact information with people needing the help the most. I've been in the tech industry since 1982, and I've worked on, programmed, and even built just about every computer and networking system business uses. However, when I started my business in marketing, I hung up my tech hat and turned to professionals for keeping up to date with the server or the ever-changing computer world. Moving to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho meant I was giving up all of my trusted technology partners. But when I met Joe, I took a sigh of relief because Joe has been in the business as long as I have. He has amazing customer service-based attitude. And I have yet to toss him a challenge he couldn't handle. Just in the last two weeks alone, I've referred four of my clients to Joe for computer help. Phil and I both refer Joe every time someone has a computer issue. When your computer starts acting up, do what I do. Call Joe at F1 for help. His number is 208-687-0183. Tell Joe you heard about him from Ed and Phil at the Business Buffet and you might even get a cup of great tasting coffee. 
You could even say you might even get a cup of Joe. You might even get a cup of Joe. <laughs> I just thought of that. Joe loves, loves coffee and strong. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I've, I've even had moments where I'm sitting there drinking coffee with him, and it's like, dude, your coffee's too strong. Yeah. Man, it smells. <laughs> That's very funny. Yes. <laughs> and I have never had a cup of coffee that I liked. No? Ever. You're, you're a tea drinker. I've had tea. Yeah. What but do you I, drink? Well, just water or I, in the summer iced tea. Wine. Own wine, of wine. course, but yeah. you know, not in, not in the day. Yeah, I yeah. said three things when I was growing up. I would never do one is drink coffee, one is drink beer, and one is wear a tie. To this day, I don't drink coffee. So there you go. You know, I I didn't think that I was going to get into coffee, but my wife loved coffee, and when we got married, she introduced me to frou frou coffee and frou frou cream. <laughs> so you know, I I have my cup of frou frou coffee and my cup of frou frou cream, and now we have that Keurig coffee yeah. maker. Anytime you want, slap yeah, it in just, a minute and, it, and a half later. It's done. all decaf in there, so I know whatever I pull out is going to be safe. Again, I have a heart problem. I can't drink caffeine. So I've got all decaf, Keurig, and and kind of love it. But I'm a cheapskate. You know some of those Keurigs? Yeah. They're, they're ungodly expensive. The little, yeah, the K-Cups. The little K-Cups? Yep. My goodness. I, oh, we I, should do a, a case study on Keurig. You know, here's where Target <laughs> is missing the boat because I buy mine on Amazon. But nice that's... segue. We weren't going to talk about Target. We were going to talk about your that's right. business. So a couple years back, Target remodeled their stores to add food products. Not something the typical small business is going to add. However, if we look at the idea... What things could a small business add that would increase customer convenience factor? You know, this is an interesting approach. And I think this is why the article resonated with me so much. I mean, you've gotten to know me now over the last four years. Mm. I am all about efficiency. To me, everything is about doing it faster, more economical, more convenient for my customer. To me, I, I love this. That's the trifecta, though, right? Because that's what, sep- that's what can separate you uh, for, from your competition. By the way, it's not easy. It's not easy to do. If it was easy to do, everybody would do it. it you know, I guess that's okay, where... Maybe, maybe it's easy for you because it's a part of your DNA. I, well, you know, and I guess that's where it falls down. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I look at it, you know, it... it it's no different than when I started a business in the first place. I had a passion and I make a change and I'll implement it and I research it. You know, this isn't something that, you know, I decide on Monday, <laughs> hey, I'm going to do this. And Thursday I introduce it. You know, this, this is like podcasting. I'll give it, I'll use this as a perfect example. It, you know, it was, we've, we just passed our one year anniversary. Oh, it was the first episode in August? Our first episode was or in September. August. No, no, no. Um, no, we went live in August with Business wow. Buffet. Wow. Because I went live with Conservative's Guide the 1st of September. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, we, we're in our one-year anniversary. Well, it was well, happy almost... happy anniversary, Ed. Happy anniversary. That's yeah, right. this is fun. You know, it was almost a year before I even talked to you. That's right. That I was planning podcasting. So it was easily 14, 15-month rollout before Phil and I wrote the first seven episodes, and I made, <laughs> I made him do that. <laughs> yes. We wrote and recorded seven episodes before uh, we, we went seven? live. We went, we went with seven. But we went we, live with three. We went live with That's three, right. okay. and then we pre-scheduled the next four so gotcha. that we had time to write. The, I was anal. Oh, my no, goodness. But, I, I mean, 
because this is a new foray, right, into a new, a whole new project, you want to make sure that you're not, uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to step on your, but yeah, you don't want to trip when you're just starting out with something like that. So we set things up in advance for success. Well, and, you know, I'm using this as a perfect example. I'm going to give another one here before we dive into the different types of businesses, but I'm using this as a perfect example. This is something that you've got to plan out. It's got to be compatible with your business. My business is marketing. I'm a digital marketer. I also do trade show displays. This is all about helping people understand your business and using the mediums available to your business in order to get more people aware of your business. That's what I do for a living. I don't say that I'm a web developer, although most of what I do is web development. I'm a marketer. I help your business get found. What do you do? I'm going to share something with you because this literally just happened in the last seven business days. Really? You know what's happening down in California right now? Today is Friday, August 28th. Do you know what's happening in California right now? The first thing that comes to mind is a lot of smoke, a lot of fires. A lot of fires. Yeah. Tons and tons of fires. Millions of acres up in smoke. Now, this is not something to celebrate. I was born in California. I think you were born in California. I was not. You were not. Where were you born? Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. That's just California North. (laughs) Well, these days, that's right. (laughs) You know, you just have to drive a little further to get there. Hey, you should pat me on the back for not saying the socialist city of Seattle. No, that's true. (laughs) What was that? Chad, right? Chad, Chaz. Yeah, Chaz. Whatever it was. Anyway, so. We digress. These fires are going on. And I have a customer that I support on a regular basis. They happen to be a landscaper. And last week, a week ago, actually Wednesday, uh, the gentleman emailed me and said, these fires, is this something we should put on the website? And we discussed it. And on Friday, we had to go. What was his, what was his exact question? The exact question had to do with erosion control. Okay. And is this an opportunity knowing now that we're going to have in his particular area, hundreds of thousands of acres that are literally going to be rolling off the mountains in about six weeks when the rains come. As an aside, people may frown on that as an an opportunist. Exactly. Taking a tragedy to make something profitable. And that's the reason why I'm inserting it here because sometimes... We avoid an opportunity mm. because it, it, it just kind of sounds scummy. Yeah, it can be a fine line. But let me share with you this, and this is really the only way I can get a testimonial. I'm sorry. Call it shameless plug. But okay. I, I did the keyword research. I started Friday, worked over the weekend. Monday, we had content. We did a final review. We did a final page layout. We went live Tuesday morning about 6.12, 6.18 in the morning. By about 6.42, we had our first phone call. Negative? No, no. Positive? Very positive. Nice. And within 48 hours, the uh, fire damage, or landscape fire damage restoration keywords popped up the highest organic search result the only private business, the number one regional search result, and now he owns the market. So the, those who say that's an opportunist seeking profit on an opportunity, those are the ones that didn't go into that market and are pissed off. 
Well, it gets better because as I was driving home from Rotary, I was on the phone with my strategic partner in California because I do all, all of this work through another company down right. there. And we have landscapers now calling, wanting us to build them a website because we saw this market opportunity and we capitalized. It's a legitimate need. And that was the discussion that we had on Friday. It's a legitimate need. After a fire like this, the hillsides roll down. I've been there. Right. You know, in California in the 80s when we had the big fires and then the rains came in, the damn mountain was in our backyards. So, and and let's just review real quick because I know people missed what you said. Over the weekend, I did my keyword research. Exactly. Did the research. But, I mean, that is really critical on anything that you're doing. I know we're digressing right now, but... But yet we're not. it's really important. Because the point here that we're making is, is it compatible with your business? Right. What we're going to be talking about here, we're going to look at four different types of business. If you've got a specific business, you'd like some help with this, go on Facebook, ask us a question. Phil and I will make the time and we'll walk you through it. We will help you free of charge. I'm not charging anything. You're going to charge anything? Maybe a nickel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a cup of coffee. <laughs> a cup of joe. I don't drink yeah, it. Yeah, you don't drink it. So <laughs> there you're getting off it. cheap. But if you want some help with this, give us a call. Heck, we might even take your example and put it online and give you some extra juice, some yeah. marketing juice. Wouldn't love that be that. a great idea? Yeah. So, so here's an opportunity. A landscaper sees that erosion control is going to be absolutely critical for the entire area. We go live with something that nobody else is doing. It was a wide open market. And boom, Google says, you know what? There's thousands of people that need this. I'm going to reward you by showing it to them. That was just a positive thing about Google, you said. And 20, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not like I hate the people. I know. I, I don't I like the politics, but I that's another it. podcast. I get it. That's but the market wasn't there. And now it is. Three weeks ago. The three market weeks. wasn't there a week ago. But the market's there now. Like someone flipped the switch, the market's there. Someone's Literally. paying attention. Phone's ringing off the hook. Ask the question. Didn't just knee-jerk reaction, uh, react to it. Ask the question. Had the team in place. Did the research. Came up with a product and a service. Boom. Total cost for the introduction on this one is minuscule. This is the type of improvements that we're going to be suggesting you take a look at. So ROI positive. Uh, let's, let's talk about a few of these. Let, let's say you know, what could have what could a fictitious business <laughs> say in plumbing do that would increase the convenience factor for their customers? Okay, so. I think a lot of these things, I, I have a little qualifier here. I think a lot of these things could be around the customer service area. Again, I think when you separate yourself from your competition, you make things more convenient. I've got for a plumber, how about no off-hour and or emergency price increase? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, and so this isn't new. There are plumbers that are straight across the board, a certain price. Now, my guess is that their hourly rate is a little higher than their competitors, their competition. But when you have it consistent all the time, and then, of course, the, 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 you have to perform. <laughs> you have to give quality service, right? Right. I mean, that's kind of an, that's, that's an unspoken, obvious thing that you have to have. But, yeah, how about when you're calling at a 3 a.m. at blah, 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 that we're not going to. We're not going to charge an emergency charge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, when I was looking at the plumber, I was, 
I was starting to think about, you know, the filters. Like I've got, I've got these RO filters on my water filtration system in, in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, just send out a notice to my clients saying, you know, we'll, we'll come out at a 50% reduction and replace and upgrade your water filtration systems. Call it our COVID special. Everybody knows that your business is already struggling. They know that you need to do something, but now you're adding value to your customers. By the way, you can schedule those in advance. Exactly. So now you, you it's like <laughs> if you're sitting there in the office waiting for phone calls to come because you have nothing to do, that's a problem. But if you have these things scheduled in advance, and by the way, 50% off, you're probably still making a bit of a margin. You're still making margin, and yeah. you're building a relationship with your customers. Let's look at another another business, one that's near and dear to my heart. No, let's skip this one. No, 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 no. Right. The, the people on Facebook, I, I want to get a nice <laughs> close-up on me. This one I love. I love this one a lot. A butcher. What could a butcher do during this time of COVID to increase customer convenience? Have you ever heard of the Baker's well, a stupid question. I don't, I forget sometimes who I'm talking to. Have you ever heard of the Baker's dozen? Yeah. Wasn't that a movie? Well, it, in my case, it's 13 donuts for the price of 12. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a Baker's dozen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you round down any of your meat sales? That's good. You know, That's I mean, good we're one. talking, we're, you know, we're talking cents, right? Mm-hmm. And so you work into the price per pound but you round down. And so now people are seeing this come up as, you know, 1738 for this, you know, a ribeye, uh, but it's going to be 17 bucks there. Or, or every time you come in and get a steak or get, make your meat purchase, we'll throw in a, a small bag of bones for your dog. I got one. I got one here. I thought one. that was good. I thought that, you like that's that a good one. one. I like the, you know, I like the bones for the dogs, obviously being a, being a dog lover myself. You know, you can't buy a freezer right now. A freezer, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, because everyone's so worried about things flying off the shelf. You know, appliances are just completely sold out. And, you know, what does a butcher do? They they sell meat in bulk. Yeah. In fact, I've got a quarter side of beef that's going to be coming, and my freezers are full. What day is that? Oh, really? My freezers are full. Is that full. right? So let's talk, Ed. When is this coming, and how much real estate do you need? You know, I need a whole nother freezer. I have what a I freezer in my garage that's empty. Do you really? I really do. Do you want to sell it? Well, it needs a fan. Maybe a, oh, it needs a fan, yeah. so it doesn't work. Well, it works. It just needs one fan, and I'll get that replaced. You know, something we'll talk about. But anyway, <laughs> here's the idea that I have for a butcher. So if you buy a quarter side of beef or more, we'll store it in our freezers for you. Oh, that's a good one. You know, we will provide the freezer storage. That's a really good one. You know, and you book ahead of time. How about a restaurant? Now, this one should be easy. Come on. This one. Hit this one out of the park, Phil. Stop saying no to people who come in a half hour before you close and say we can't seat you. I'm sorry. That's a pet peeve for me. You know, that is just rude. You know what? If you're going to not seat me, then change your hours to that time. That's it. That's it. And that's really, I hate that. I can't tell you how much I dislike that. And that's something that's an easy fix. It is. You know, to me, obviously, the, the drive up curbside delivery was a big one for restaurants. Uh, you know, I heard this from our friend Naomi over at the Vine and Olive. Vine and Olive. Yep. Uh, she started another restaurant, you know. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Which one? I can't remember the name of it. I think it's opening within two or three weeks. 
And yeah. Wow. We'll uh, keep everyone updated. On we that. need to call Naomi and go have some lunch. But she started providing the raw materials for a take home and bake your own dinner. So she puts together all of the ingredients and the instructions on how to cook it. You just come pick it up and you go home and cook it yourself. It's kind of like that pizza take and bake. Yeah. Right? What's uh, that? Uh, Papa John's. Papa John's. That's yeah. it. Uh, so this is not really any of our notes, but it, and it's not a restaurant, but it's a store here in town that does sell meats and vegetables and fresh goods. It's like the old school markets, street markets. It's in a building. It's called the Culinary Stone. They have things, everything you need to make a burger. I mean, so they have a burger kit almost. And, and why not pitch it as such, right? So now somebody comes in, and Ed's just, he's drooling right now. Uh, do you need a napkin or I, a... No, I got it. I got okay, it. yeah. I took just... myself off the Facebook camera because I don't think people should see this. this well, is... and you've got your shirt wrapped around your face. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's ugly. Okay, anyway, I'm so I, I digress. Well, you know, it's kind of like Blue Apron or... Um, Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh, yep. but local. I mean, here's an opportunity where you put out a quality product that's still branded with your restaurant that people can come pick up. They can still support your store, but they don't have to go. You know, Fred Meyer has something like that. So let's talk about that meal kit real quick because I know we're running out of time. HelloFresh, Blue Apron, all of those come to your door in, in pre-packed kits to make, you know, usually three meals for two people. And that's fantastic. To me, that's not scalable. I don't know how you can make money at that with the, all the delivery service and having to uh, inventory all, all of that and put it together, send it out, and then try to stick with 20 bucks per meal. Um, Fred Meyer realized that and said, well, let's just use that model and, and we'll have it packaged up and use our own things and people come pick it up. So there you go. I did not know Fred Meyer did that. Yeah. Well, they did. I'm not sure if they continued to, but I think they did. Yeah. You see, I think that's a market just waiting to happen. I oh, got one more. Huge. I got one more. And this, <laughs> I put this one on the list because it was a personal experience. Uh-huh. This is a bike shop. What is something a bike shop could do to add to the convenience factor? You're going to love this. How about complimentary annual tune-ups? And maintenance on bikes. Well, I like tune, tune-ups, not maintenance. But I like tune-ups. that a lot. And and I'm going to go one step further because this doesn't make any business sense on paper, superficially. How about any bikes, even those not purchased at the place? Outstanding. Let me let me add to that one because that that's great. Free pickup and delivery. Oh yeah, yeah I, for sure. You got to drive down there to pick up your bike, right? That's right. I mean, I was I was out riding a couple of weeks ago. My wife was out of town, and I blew a tire. Oh, and, that's right. You know, now I have a heart problem. I cannot walk. I ride a bike because I cannot walk, and I'm stuck miles away from the house. You know, here I'm bragging. Oh, I'm riding 15 miles. Okay, I'm eight miles away from the house. <laughs> I blow a tire. I didn't think that one through very well. <laughs> Free pickup and delivery. And actually, the bike shop that I used, Fresh Air Bikes up in in uh, um, Spirit Lake. I was going to say, you got to get this right. Yeah, Spirit Lake. They, I called them. They came down. They picked up my bike. They fixed it. They brought it back. I was more than happy to pay them. So the, the idea that we're talking about here is when I was going for my business degree, one of my economics professors taught me that during times of recession, you package your goods and services. He didn't say it then, but this was to increase the customer convenience factor. Today, I bet that professor is teaching 
that during times of recession and international pandemic, package, package, package. Your customers are wanting to limit exposure. Increasing the things you offer helps them accomplish this goal. However, going beyond the pandemic, the changes you make to your business become less about limiting exposure and more about helping your customers reclaim more time for themselves. You already know time is money. Well, the same is true for your customer. If they can save time by shopping or working with you, then you've just saved them money. Today's episode was brought to you in part by Abandon Your Aches Massage. Tired of sitting at your desk, staring at the screen, and dealing with an achy neck and back? Did you work out too hard, resulting in sore muscles? Have you been chasing your kids around the playground or helping them with homework, which just led to tight muscles? If any or all of these sound familiar, let us help you return to your daily activities. Schedule a massage at ayamassagecda.com. Abandon your aches massage. Relief. Relax. Refresh. Phil, you got a quote of the day? Oh, you're going to love this one. Yes, I do. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Roman philosopher Seneca. And words to live by. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. And remember to eat hearty in business. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.